Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Manifest Podcast. This is your lovely host, Anika. Okay, fancy. <laughs> it's just me. It's just me. It's it. Oh, you say lovely. <laughs> I'm all right. Welcome back, y'all. <laughs> Nika, I missed you. I miss you too, Brittany girl. What I is We recorded in a minute. We haven't. This is like our weekly hug to each other. I know we had to take a little uh, a mental break, y'all, because I think Nico was over there stressed with a K. I was over here stressed with a K. Capital K. <laughs> yes, stressed. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm making it, you know, the summertime. I'm hot and thirsty, but you know, I'm good. How about you? How'd your week been? I'm good. You know what? I think I like found my powers and like found the lock code. And I've been using my cheat code here lately, so I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I can attest to that because you helped me unlock some of my codes. And I'm just like, so I really didn't even have to even say all that. Okay. Okay. You know, I've learned this week that if you want it, just say that you want it and then go after the proper resources and tell them that you want it and you'll get it. That's right. Because I've inserted myself into so many things this week. It's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. You you want to say you, you got an announcement or you want to save it for the end? No, I mean you know, okay. We ain't got no announcement. What is I'm talking about? Okay, whatever. <laughs> announcement. Yeah. I'm doing good. I'm glad you're good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Happy to see your face. I'm happy to see your face too. Thank you. Okay, guys, we are back in the groove, and it feels good to be back. So this week, we have a special guest, somebody who's near and dear to my heart. Her name is Zakia. Zakia is a creative. Y'all know we love to have creatives on the show. Yeah. Aspects in life and can teach us different things. Uh, I've known Zakia. Dang, how long have we known each other? It's been like maybe six or seven years now. Has it been that long? Yeah, either five or six years. Okay. We're going to say around about six years. Sakia um, has an eye for decoration. Like she uh, was the decoration coordinator at my wedding and she just did such a fantastic job. She really did, hands down. If I didn't tell you, you did an amazing job. Because when she first told me about them colors, I was like, okay. And you pulled it off. Like, yeah. <laughs> thank you it's like before like you even uh like you gave me a visual but you exceeded my visual i don't know if i ever told you that but when i walked in and saw it all put together i was like what the hell is this this is amazing so the kid is a creative but the kid also has a mentorship program for teenage girls of color so guys i want to welcome to the girl manifest podcast Zakia Sandifer. Hey, Zakia. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? <laughs> How are you? I'm good. So happy to be on the show. I am honored to grace this podcast. I listen to you all all the time. I love the audacity segment. That's my favorite segment, but you know, I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> <laughs> We had to we had turned the audacity signal just a, a little bit. <laughs> it was getting too dark wild. It was getting too. It was just too much. It was too much. It was too much. But yes, 
Okay, Zakia. So for those who don't know you, introduce yourself, please. Sure. So I'm Zakia, and like Brittany said, um, my passion definitely is to young ladies, youth. Um, so I birth, I be beautiful in hopes of being able to reach especially young ladies of color um, simply because there aren't a lot of resources when it comes to young girls um, who need that extra like big sister even though they might have a big sister in the house but a big sister that's going to give them wisdom that can understand where they're coming from and even though it's a faith-based organization still we can be real you know everything is not god down your throat everything's not jesus down your throat like i live i feel like i live my life um in a way to where they know that i'm a christian i don't have to say it you know there's a level of respect there and um yeah like i my passion is i be beautiful uh, <laughs> i created a website um simply because Brittany inspired me like when she asked me i never thought about it I, she was like do you have a website i was like uh, uh, <laughs> wow Oh, thank you. Such an influence. So, oh, yeah. You. So, like, I just was like, you know what? Let me get this website wait, done. Wait, wait. I I literally asked you that what yesterday. Yes. And you put that together since yesterday. Yes. Shut wow. up. Did that girl had headshots on deck? Listen, <laughs> her website looks okay. I be beautiful. I be beautiful dot org. It looks so good. There's no way you put that together in less than 24 hours. She was like, uh, uh, I'm working on it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, it'll be you. You sent it to me the next day. I was like, oh, this is really nice. Like, my mama was like, did you see these websites? I was like, yeah, it looks nice. And you said 24 hours. Yeah, really, I did it. I, I'm not going to lie. I was working on the clock. I did it in like 10 hours. <laughs> wow. I was at work, and I did it on the clock. Did it. Wow. You did a great job. It looks really nice, and you just had headshots on deck. I just, I mean, I guess I should. It looks really professionally done. Like, help me, please. I will, definitely. Wow. Okay. So as mentioned, I think you already kind of answered this in, you know, your first question. But as mentioned, you have a mentorship program for teenage girls of color. Can you tell us um, what else inspired you to de develop a program for them and why you think it's important for our community? Yes, so I developed the program simply because growing up, I didn't have a sister. Um, all of my cousins were much, much older than me. And I kind of just needed like that big sister to kind of help me, to help mentor me. <clears throat> my mom was very busy in the church. Like that is like no secret. And so a lot of things I didn't get taught and it got missed because, you know, when your parents are in the church and that's all you do is church. Like I was at church seven days a week, legit. And uh, we just didn't have those talks, you know, just even the simple things outside of sex, because everybody just think, you know, that's all girls need, you know, is a sex talk. But they didn't talk about bullying. They didn't talk about, you know, the things that happen that, you know, in everyday life, trauma happens, you know, rape, molestation. Like, I didn't know about any of that. And it was happening in my own home. Mm -hmm. And so 
as a teenager, I was already like wise or very mature at a young age. And I had people, you know, even grown people like asking me for advice. And it was just like kind of weird for me at first because I didn't understand why grown people was asking like a 14 or 15 year old advice about situations. But what I learned is that I had to grow up at a early age. And so the older I got, the more youth reached out to me, the more I had like little girls calling me Zacky Poo, oh, this my big sister. And so I was like, okay, this is clearly a need in the community because you can think on the outside that girls got it all together or they're not going through anything, but the, the youth in our day and time, they're really going through, and it's not with six. You know, they're dealing with single parent homes. They're dealing with, you know, moms not liking their dad, but they okay with their dad. Or, you know, they're dealing with, you know, their brother doing something to them or peer pressure or even just as far as like picking out clothes, you know, they want to be so, um, what is it, accepted in society. And they're, and the thing about it is, and I call it I'd be beautiful because I want girls to understand that no amount of what you do is going to be good enough for the next person. You have to be secure within yourself and understand that you're beautiful. Like, be you and let everybody else adjust. Somebody tagged me in that on Facebook, and I was like, that is so profound. Like, if you be yourself, you will let you let people around you adjust to who you are. Don't change for, you know, your community. Don't change for your peers. You have to be who you are so you can be at peace because a lot of times young ladies, you know, they're stressed out. They're suicidal. They have depression because they want to fit in with their friends or, you know, they're not as fortunate as the next person. And that can be detrimental to a child, any child's mental health. It's so funny that you bring that up because I've heard of many kids and I know girls go through this as well, but just the examples that I know happen to be um, um, boys, young boys, you know, kids go to school and they're being bullied or not socially accepted because they don't have this pair of Jordans or this, you know, type of notebook that somebody else has. And it's like, you know, growing up, in a household where you're going to get what I, you know, you just going to get what I give you. And that's just that, you know, assuming we should just be grateful, not realizing that kids are mean and their parents raise them to be super materialistic. So when you get to school, if it ain't matching up, then you're the eyeball out. And then your school life that you have to go every day and spend the, the majority of your time there is hell for these kids. And I actually, you know, feel bad. And my mom was telling me about a time where, you know, she had to, um have a conversation with my nephew and was like deeply concerned that you know he has to have what everybody else has because he's going to be left out and it's sad but it's true yeah like nowadays you gotta have the the iphone and jordan you gotta you gotta have that and, da, 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 da. and it's like not everybody is fortunate to be blessed with right it. like i had to explain to my son who lost his iphone after days of having it like okay, well, this is what you're going to get. Everybody, mom and daddy can't give, you know, iPhones cost thousands of dollars. <laughs> like, we can't just give this to you. And I think kids are just so like, well, Ashley got it, Jonathan got it, Taylor got it, such and such got it, why can't I have it? It's, it's, it's not that easy. 
And like you said, Nika, like going to school and seeing all these other kids have it and then I don't have it, that does seem to see yourself the same. Yeah. Even if you feel like you just want to get them a pair of nice shoes that happens to go with the outfit, but they need shoes really bad for the moment. Any shoes will not will not do. You can't you literally can't send a kid in with any shoes because you're sending them in, setting them up to be bullied, unfortunately, because parents are not raising their kids to not make fun of other kids you know and i get that you know they're gonna act switch maybe switch up a little bit when they get to school but this this is different and so it's funny that you you say that yeah it's really hard like even growing up i remember like cringing about first day of school because you know that's the day where you wear your best and all of that and i'm like i know my parents ain't went clothes shopping like i'm gonna wear probably what i want the last day of school last year and that was like a big thing because that ain't what everybody doing. Right. That's just so much pressure. I just don't feel like a kid should have to feel that. And it's 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 not even fair. It's really not. And I don't I don't know if parents are really aware of it, if that makes sense. Like um I just know like for me, like my parents have a lot of stuff going on, underlying issues. So when it came down to something simple for them at school, it wasn't something that was uh, a necessity. And then, like coming from <laughs> coming from a, a square a square town in Ohio, and then coming to Memphis, and people checking all the time, like I am not used to this. They flaming my ass. I cannot do. This. <laughs> Like I, like, I can't be next, can I? I? I'll never forget, like, I was in the fifth grade. Y'all was in the fifth grade, and my mama was still, like, doing my hair for me or whatever. And then I went to school, and I thought I was teaching that some girl said, your mama still do your hair? And I was like, oh, never again. Kim, like, never touch your scalp ever again. Ever. I got it. I got it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, so could you explain the different levels behind the program? I think there are two different tiers. Yes, so because of COVID-19 and all of that, this year um, I'm actually doing a virtual um, mentorship sessions. And the first tier is the Caterpillar tier, and that's basically where I just mentor your child virtually via um, some virtual form of meeting, whether it be Zoom, WebEx, whatever works best for the parents and the child and myself. Um, and it'll be during the school year. So it's basically August through May and I will do two sessions with them, but I'll also send them packages every month. Um, well, no, for the Caterpillar is bi-weekly packages. And in there is little activities. Of course, it's happy IBB um, accessories because of course, like I'm the creative type. So I'm putting my logo on everything that I can put my hands on um and then the second tier is the butterfly tier which is a 365 day basically mentorship where i am accessible to your child pretty much 24 7 um it will be a session per week where i will talk with them see what's going on you know um of course the parents are always involved because i want to know what the parents want their child to work on while being mentored and um, also do activities. They will get um, some IBB apparel, which mm -hmm. I'm launching a clothing line in August. 
Come on, I'm here for it. <laughs> so um, they will be able to get, you know, a part of the apparel and then they get a goodie bag once a month. That's um, awesome. Okay, so what's the process behind creating these lesson plans for girls? So the process, basically, um, every child will have their own tailored um, mentorship package. There are some things that will be um, standard as far as like learning about hygiene and bullying and stuff like that. But some kids, they're dealing with trauma. And so I want to make sure that in the mentoring, I'm paying special attention to those signs and knowing when, you know, a child is switching with their, you know, mood and behavior because of childhood trauma. Because um, one thing that I think that parents or even society, they don't understand is that childhood trauma is the worst type of trauma and it's the hardest trauma to get over. Um, it goes well into your adulthood. And that's regardless if that's outside of just sexual trauma, like the mental trauma or the verbal trauma, that's very big. And so it's hard to get a child out of that mindset because their brain is, that's when it's learning and processing the fastest. And so once that memory is in their brain, it's hard to get them to see past that. Mm. And so um, when mentoring that group of girls, it's much more intense because it's almost like trying to pull up something that's been hammered hammered down with just your hands. Like, it's hard. Because their mindset goes to survival mode. Because yeah. something was taken from them, whether, you know, it's their self-esteem, something was snatched for them. And so for them, they spend their whole life trying to get that back. I'm glad you said that because um, one day I was just thinking, I was like, it's a whole bunch of grown-ass 10-year-olds. This world is a whole, <laughs> you know, it's just, I, I tell Anika all the time, like, I'm trying to, like, figure out why the inner child of me is so triggered behind something and uh, how it can work past that because you spend so much of your younger years being silent and not being able to say things or how to react to things and you get grown and it's all about me 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 because i was able to do this for so long but realizing like you have to it's like border not borderline selfish but like taking care of your needs but trying to take care of other things too as well you know like it's the inner child work is some serious mm. It is. So I have a question. Mm -hmm. Are there like, besides the, you know, the, I guess the behavior that you can see when they switch up, what commonalities do you find in your mentees of um, young girls? Like, is there like a common theme? I know everybody is different, but. The common thing with female, with young um, ladies is the need to just be heard. Okay. Um, a lot of times, you know, parents, whether single household or both parents in the home, they have this tendency of not wanting to let their child talk. And like, I get it. You're the authority, the authority figure in the household. But sometimes kids, they don't know how to properly 
express themselves. And so when their expression doesn't match what the parents want as an expression, then it's kind of like a shutdown for the child. So you hear all the time what you say, oh, I can't talk to my mama, oh, I can't talk to my daddy. And this is basically because they want to be heard. A lot of times with a lot of the young girls that I talk to, literally, we will spend time on the phone and they're just running their mouth. And I'm just the best person in the world because I just listen. Sometimes they don't need a re- they don't need you to get no advice. They just want to be heard. I'm uh, glad you said that. Uh, my daughter Maya. Hey Maya, what it do, baby? Uh, Maya was a student in your program, and I know that she learned a lot of things from you before we moved. Um, and I think it really broke her heart when we moved because she really did enjoy going and you know getting to know different girls her age because you know she doesn't she has younger brothers um she learned a lot but i also learned a lot i've learned as a parent like it's okay to give your child space um and one rule that you have in your program is what happens in the program stays in the program so i would i remember you coming out one day i'm like oh so what y'all do today and you was like at ah, nope can't talk about that and I was like oh okay (laughs) and then another thing that I've learned and that we've incorporated into our house is if Maya has something important to say we let her say it and get her figured out she gives us 24 hours to react to it and then those 24 hours like we're much more level-headed and we're not thinking on emotions so with that being said, like, what is something that your mentorship program has taught you? Well, it has really taught me about patience um, because you can want to do so much because, you know, when we were actually meeting, we only had a certain amount of time. And so I wanted to make sure, you know, oh, I got my curriculum. This is what we're going to talk about. But learning, because they came up with the, oh, we just want to be heard you know, rule, like, just let us talk, and so that kind of made me step back to be like, okay, I need to have patience with them, because I don't know where they're coming from, because we were only meeting once a month, and so when they're coming in, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air for them, and so sometimes curriculum isn't what's needed in the moment, and so I had to, like, get out of that of, oh, well, I got this plan, like, with young ladies, your plans can go to crap very quickly. <laughs> well, it's good that you recognize that and not, you know, you kind of self-corrected and, and allowed the program to flow where the need was rather than, you know, um, what you, how you originally visioned it. So shout out to you for that. I really like that. Thanks. So Anika and I are like really big advocates for therapy. Um, and I know that you are an advocate for therapy as well. So what has this program taught you about yourself in therapy itself? Like, essentially, you have a therapy program for, you know, young, young girls. Um, so it basically, it's kind of weird. Well, it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing. It taught me that, um, I guess I haven't arrived, if that makes sense. And when I say that is because I thought, you know, I'm in my career, I'm a respiratory therapist. And so I had arrived, you know, I had my career. That was the main thing because 
in my family, everybody was just working like a regular McDonald's job, you know, nobody really had a career. And it let me know, like seeing these girls, watching them talk and seeing them interact, it was like, I'm no better than them. You know, the age, of course, like I'm older than them, but I'm no better than them if I'm not completely healthy mentally, if I'm not completely healthy, you know, because a lot of people, what they don't know is the last session that I had, um, I was actually going through some very severe um, mental issues. And I kind of, those girls kept me going. They kept me, you know, with a level head. I was going to therapy and still like, you know, talking with them, making sure that they were okay. And it taught me the importance of making sure that you're mentally healthy. So I'm actually applying to get my master's in family and marriage um, therapy because I want to be better for my girls, you know, for whatever might happen. And it kind of helps me to be able to talk to the parents also when it comes to their child. That makes wow. me so happy. Me too. Yay. Congratulations. Thanks. We need more of that. Yes. So I just, do you have, and again, I know that every girl is different, but in your program, do you have, um, I don't know if there's like a completion. Is there a completion where they've graduated? Yeah. So at the end of the program, I feel so bad because Maya wasn't able to be a part, but at the end of the program, I threw, I throw a banquet and, um, they have a ceremony basically where they get certificates, gifts and all of that. And I just give my thanks and appreciation to not only the parents, you know, but the child, but also the instructors, because sometimes I bring in people to um, talk with the girls, teach them things. That's cool. And so what are you, do you have like goals for them for the completion of the program? Like, you know, you've graduated, I've, I've you know, you see, where they've come is there like any type of i guess like obviously not hard metrics but some type of goals where okay you you know you would have got to this point yeah so i stay in contact with the parents because i want to know how their children are acting at home especially if i know like there's a shy child and i need to know like are they coming out of their shell are they mm -hmm. talking more are they doing the homework because at one point um, I had two girls who tried to like fake like they did their homework, which was an interaction with a parent interaction. And so what they don't know is that on the other side, like I'm not breaking their confidentiality, but I'm still talking with parents to make sure that they're progressing and that, you know, they're getting some out of the mentorship. Wow. Okay. Good. Good to know. Very interesting. Okay. So what do you see I Be Beautiful in? three to five years. Wow. So three to five years, I'm hoping to um, continue the virtual side of it, but I'm hoping to have a building. I really want to be able to reach whatever young person that needs the services, the young ladies that need the services, because it's not about the money because I don't get paid from the business. Everything goes right back into the business to support the girls, buy them gifts, make them feel loved, to, um, you know, just support the business as a whole. So I'm doing everything out of the kindness of my heart. And so three to five years, I really would like 
to be able to host annual conferences, workshops, where even if the child can't participate, let's just say for the program, they can still come in on a weekend and be blessed, you know, with tools that can change them for the rest of their life. That's amazing. Cause I mean, think if I'm thinking about how things could have been, even I don't, I feel like we all endure some level of trauma, just being black and young girl, just some bullshit we had to go through. Definitely. But if there was like a convention or like some type of camp or something that, you know, was just for girls that I can relate to, do you know like how much of a difference that would have made to feel like I have somebody that is relatable other than this little brother and sister I got to live with? You know what I mean? That is awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're doing this program. Like it, it's, it's, I like to say that me and Maya were very close anyway, but I can feel like after she was going through the program, she was a lot more comfortable in who she was. Um, and she was a, a little bit more confident. Now, I, you know, she's still a little bit shy. Y'all know how Maya is, but she was, she got us together a lot so I just want to like personally say thank you so much for this avenue for young girls because you don't see that out there a lot it's just like they just tossed to the to the wolves really so yes I definitely thank you for this program thank you so much no problem Nika, do you have any more questions? I don't. I just, I would, I mean, I want to say, I don't have a daughter in the program, but I want to say thank you too for having it. I was, excuse me. <laughs> I know plenty of girls that could go in it. Is it too late for me? <laughs> I want to be beautiful too. But no, just seriously, like, this is such good work that you're doing. Like, I knew Maya was in the program, you know, years ago, but I didn't, you know, have that much awareness like I do now. Um, to realize how profound it is and how much it makes a difference to have young girl, young girls have somebody to listen to because all of us I feel like we're silenced at some point in our home because any type of form of expression if not within these boundaries it's disrespectful and it's like why is that right so just good for you for doing that for the community. as a community we're a lot harder on our girls to than we are boys but that's a conversation for another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sakia. So, so you know how this goes. You know, you got rapid fire questions. So, Nika, do you want to go first? Yes, I will go first. All right. So, name a sitcom that you would like to be a part of. NCIS. That girl said that fast. That girl want to be a detective. Okay, so it's it's police. Okay, I must say, what's that? Okay, <laughs> if you could mentor any celebrity kid, who would it be? I would have liked to um, mentor Bobby, um, Whitney Houston's daughter, Bobby. I would have liked to. Yeah, that's a good one right there. Dang. Okay. On a lighter note, pizza or hamburger, one has to go. Hamburger gotta go. Gotta <sighs> be every time. Each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
don't know how adventurous you are, but skydiving or scuba diving? Ooh, skydiving. I love the rush. Have you been before? No, but I want to. But you would. Okay, cool. What is your dream car? Chrysler 300. Okay. Okay, okay. If you had to relocate to another country, where would it be? Canada. Canada, okay. Okay, cool. All right, those are my questions. Your turn, Brittany. All right. Favorite black-ass question. <laughs> Hot wings or Rotea? One of them has to go. Rotea. All right. Oh, Hot wings oh, got to go. Hot wings got to go. <laughs> I finally got what? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I finally got one. Okay, so I saw this question on Facebook and I posted it on Facebook. It's one of my favorite. I'm now going to incorporate this into my rapid fire questions. But funeral chicken or a baby shower meatballs? Which one? Which one? Funeral chicken. <laughs> chicken. Chicken at a funeral. That's what I'm talking about. Nobody want no goddamn baby shower meatballs, but then your question though. <laughs> okay. Name three things that made you smile today. Aww. My fiance, this podcast. Aww. Oh, and my website. Nope. Yes. Okay. Name one thing on your bucket list. To visit the clearest water in the world. Lord have mercy. Okay. Last one. Name three things that love has taught you. It doesn't have to be romantic love. It could just be love in general. Um... It has taught me that it's unexpected. It doesn't look like what you think it should look like. And oh, a third one. Let's see. As in. If you want me to explain it, I will. Oh. It can be very surprising. Yes, elaborate. Um, simply meaning that it kind of go coincides with, you know, you don't really know what love looks like. And so you're surprised by it because prime example, my fiance. He doesn't look like anything that I would be attracted to. Um, and so it surprised me when he came along because, bruh, I don't want my children. I had a problem with, to be honest, um, color. I didn't want my children to be darker than me, being as much darker than me. And it's because I didn't want them to grow up with having to deal with the peer pressure, the bullying and all of that. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to marry somebody lighter than me. And so chances are my children would be my skin color or lighter. But love has really taught me that at the end of the day, if you love your kids, you're going to teach them that it's okay for them to be dark skinned, 
because what you'll be beautiful child that's right come on come on all right Zakia, so tell everybody where they can find you on the socials and your website so they can donate cool cool so you can find me on facebook um not me you can find my business i be beautiful <laughs> we are also on social media we're on instagram also it is underscore i underscore beautiful underscore no i didn't say that right instagram is underscore i underscore b underscore beautiful because somebody decided they wanted to take i be beautiful don't worry about it and then you can find us also on our website which is ibbeautiful.org that is i b e beautiful.org and of course you can email us anytime at ib but the instead of the e on b it is actually at the number three and then beautiful at gmail.com all right guys y'all make sure y'all hit up the website and donate i will be donating thank you so much for coming and talking to us today it was a pleasure and an honor for the both of us so thank you so much I definitely enjoyed talking with y'all today. This was very refreshing, but um, for your, you wanted to see the clear waters, put that on your list for 2023 because they ain't letting us out the country. That's it. Oh, well, yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't plan on going anytime soon as long, first of all, as the president that we have is in office because I don't trust him to bring me a bottle of water. Well, there you have it. No, I please go. That's all. I would love. I would love to go and visit another country within the next few months, but that's just—it's just not gonna happen. Nobody wants us over there at that place. Don't come to their house. No. Yeah. This was fun. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate. It. This was nice and therapeutic. All right, guys, until next week, we'll see you then. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you, Zakia. You're welcome. Mm. And now, a word from our sponsors. <laughs>